it can be hard to follow instructions, can't it? Whether from a parent, guardian, teacher, or for you grown-ups, your spouse, a manager at work, or any other authority figure. Even if we respect them, we don't always do what they ask. Sometimes we don't understand the instructions and are too embarrassed to ask for help. Sometimes we might start doing what they ask, but then it becomes difficult. The homework or task is just too challenging, so we give up. Sometimes we're distracted by other things that are more important to us, things we'd rather be doing. But when we give up at the first sign of confusion, difficulty or distraction, instead of persevering, that often means we prevent something positive from happening. We let our own struggles get in the way of something good. When Jesus told the story or parable we just heard, he gave the same three examples of negative reactions to his teaching. People who don't understand say the knowledge is taken away. People who respond enthusiastically at first, but give up at the first sign of trouble. And people who hear, but get distracted by other things. But there is a fourth option. Jesus said that some people hear his teaching, understand it, then produce a bountiful harvest beyond their wildest dreams. So if you make the effort to hear and understand Jesus, you will grow to become someone who makes him happy. Just like a seed that grows into a bountiful harvest makes a farmer happy. And the sort of person who makes Jesus happy is someone just like him. Jesus is joyful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, self-controlled, and above all, someone who loves God and loves other people. By understanding Jesus, all these incredible qualities of his will grow and will flourish in you. And when other people see these qualities in you, they will want to follow Jesus and become just like him too. So, when you hear Jesus, what will you choose? Will you let confusion, difficulties or distractions stop you from knowing him? Or will you really listen, understand and grow to become more like Jesus so that your life becomes a bountiful harvest of love for God and for others beyond your wildest dreams? So we heard earlier about four responses to Jesus' message and what they mean for us today. There are three negative responses, confusion, difficulties and distractions, and one positive, hearing and understanding. Of the four, only the positive response produces a bountiful harvest. In other words, helps us grow to become the people of love that Jesus longs us to be. So how can we ensure we reject confusion, difficulties and distractions and instead equip ourselves to hear and understand Jesus' message? Well, first, let's get a better understanding of what these three negative responses are so we know how to reject them. 
Then, having shared ourselves of the negatives, we can look at how to pursue the one positive response that leads to a bountiful harvest. While we're going through the parable, you may find it helpful to have the passage open in front of you, which is Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 to 23. So the first way we can be distracted from Jesus' message is through confusion, represented in the parable by a seed by seed on a footpath that gets trampled. This distraction is particularly dangerous because, as Jesus said, whatever the confused person did here is taken away by the evil one. In other words, by the devil. So how can this happen? You might be thinking, well, I'm a Christian. Jesus' message is alive in me, so this doesn't apply. And okay, sure, many of us are followers of Jesus. And it's good to recognise this parable is primarily talking about people hearing his message for the first time. But there's also a lot of wisdom here for those of us who are already committed Christians. Because, like a footpath that's too solid to let anything grow on it, there are times in our lives when confusion leads to us becoming hardened to Jesus' words. Have you ever picked up your Bible, come to a passage you didn't quite understand, then just moved on without trying to get to grips with it? Have you ever listened to the gospel being preached, and maybe you missed something that the preacher said, so you just let your mind wander rather than try to catch up? Though I'm sure none of you are doing that right now. How easy it is for us to become hardened to the words of Jesus. When you next pick up your Bible, God could have a message for you. But if you're not attentive, the devil will snatch it away before you can understand it. So how do we overcome our confusion? Well, the problem in the parable is that the seed is on the footpath. It has no soil to grow roots into. So the question really is, how do we take root? How do we become rooted in Jesus? Well, how do plants grow strong, deep roots? They gain nourishment from sunlight and rainwater. 1 Timothy chapter 4 talks about being nourished on the truths of the faith and good teaching. In other words, reading our Bibles. You might be thinking, are you kidding? Reading my Bible is the cause of my confusion. And sure, many passages in our Bibles can be hard to understand. But we have so many tools to help us get to grips with what God's Word is telling us, from commentaries and study Bibles, to paraphrase translations like the message, to house group discussions, to the most important one, approaching the Bible with care and with prayer, asking God to reveal his truths to us. Take advantage of these tools and our confusion will be replaced with a deep rooting in God's word. So that's confusion. What's the next distraction? Difficulties, trouble and persecution. Letting these things distract us from Jesus is represented by rocky ground where plants cannot take root, so they wither and die. So what can make us like rocky ground? Well, let's think about the troubles we encounter. Basically, 
whenever life doesn't go according to plan. Financial worries, illness, times of mourning, a global pandemic. Christians are not exempt from these things. In fact, in John chapter 16, Jesus says to his disciples, you will have trouble. It's the same with persecution. In Matthew chapter 10, again, Jesus addressing his followers, when you are persecuted, he says, not if, but when. Faithful Christians will be persecuted, will suffer for our faith. When these things happen, it can be easy to turn our attention from Jesus. So how do we prevent that? Well, looking at our parable, it's the same problem. Much like the solid path, the rocky soil prevents the seed from taking root. So if we're talking about the same problem, then we can apply the same solution. Become rooted in God's word. The Bible contains a wealth of wisdom for how to stay close to God in times of trouble. Reading, studying and meditating on it during whatever life throws at us will help us keep our eyes on God. Being rooted in the word means that when the heat gets turned up, our spiritual lives won't wither and die, but will flower and flourish in God's wonderful light. So we've covered confusion and trouble and persecution. Now the final negative response to Jesus. What is it and how can we avoid it? It's those who hear Jesus, but like thorns that constrict growing plants, worries and wealth choke his message, making it unfruitful. So let's look at worries first. Now, confession time. Of the three negative responses to Jesus, this is the one of which I am most often guilty. I spend so much time worrying about things that don't matter or that could be solved if I allowed Jesus to help me. How about you? How many times have you been caught up in life's worries? Your job, your studies, family, housework, entertainment, planning holidays? That you forget to focus on Jesus. Most of these things can be forces for enormous good if we let Jesus be part of them. But they can equally be distractions from Jesus, who should be the most important thing in our lives. So how do we stop worries from choking our relationship with him? Well, Paul tells us in Philippians 4, Do not worry about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So how do we stop worrying about our worries? Pray. Ask God to help you through those things. And don't forget to acknowledge and thank him for all the amazing gifts he's given you. So that's the thorn of worry. What about the other thorn? Wealth. Well, that's the big one. In Matthew 6, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Money can be a distraction, whether we have too much or too little. In both cases, we can become obsessed by the pursuit of money 
And in both cases, we can worry about how to spend it. So how do we deal with money worries? The same way we deal with all our other worries. Pray. Have too much money? Pray to God about how to spend it. He'll probably ask you to give a lot of it away. After all, Jesus said, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Have too little money? Pray the Lord's Prayer that God will grant you your daily bread. Either way, let Jesus control your money before your money gains control of you. Now, we've looked at three ways by which Jesus warns us we can turn from his message. Confusion, difficulties and distractions. We've looked at how to avoid these things. Keep ourselves rooted in Jesus by studying the word and praying diligently to the Father. And that brings us to the final and the only positive response to Jesus' message. Hearing and understanding it, represented in the parable by seed rooted in good soil. Now we've already covered that being rooted means engaging with God through prayer and his word. But how do we go from having these strong roots to producing a bountiful harvest? In other words, how do we harness time in God's presence to become the sort of person who bears an abundance of fruit for God's purposes, loving him, loving others and sharing the gospel? Well, Luke's account of the parable gives us some insight. Here, Jesus' explanation for the seed on good soil is those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. And not just any old crop. Matthew's account talks about yielding 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown in us. In other words, if we're rooted in Jesus, maintain a sound moral character and put the effort in, we will produce a bountiful harvest. We will become someone bursting with godly love for other people. But let's make sure we understand these conditions for the harvest. When God speaks through our time with him, we must hold on to his words and have receptive hearts of good character that will let them work in us. And in applying his words, we must persevere. We will mess up. We will forget what God taught us and sow seeds of hatred, discord, jealousy and selfishness. But each time we do, we must recognise it, pick ourselves up and pursue God's purposes once again. Only then will we produce a bountiful harvest. So let's be real. This is all a lot of work. To produce a bountiful harvest of love for God's purposes means we need to be free from the things that pull us away from Jesus. It means we need to be rooted in God through prayer and his word. And it means we need to hold on to those roots with receptive hearts and apply them with perseverance. The good news is, just as strong roots and good soil work in unison to help a seed grow, all these activities support each other. Much like strong roots and good soil can detect obstacles and grow around them, if we root ourselves in God and his word, 
we will naturally turn away from the things that would otherwise keep us from him. And if we're free from distractions and rooted in God, we will develop good and noble hearts that overflow with the desire to love God and love our neighbour. Hearts that break for those who don't yet know the joy of following Jesus. And much like strong roots in good soil allow a plant to flourish, once we have good and noble hearts, we will be motivated to persevere in carrying out countless acts of love that fulfil God's purpose for us, producing a crop beyond our wildest dreams. Now, if you're thinking, well, I'm not a Christian, I'm not rooted in God, then this parable is even more important for you. The crux of Jesus' message, the seed that takes root, is this. He is the Son of God, sent to die for us so that we may follow him and enjoy eternal life in his presence. I implore you, please seek God through prayer and pick up a Bible and start reading. Find out what it means to be a follower of Jesus by getting in touch with our leadership team by email, by joining the Zoom call at the end of the service, or by taking part in our upcoming Alpha course. But wherever you're at, whether you've been a Christian for years, have never picked up a Bible in your life, or anywhere in between, Jesus' message is the same. Root yourself in God. Get alone with him and allow yourself to grow in your love for God and for others. Because there's a harvest coming. And if we're rooted in God and flourish with his love, showing others how to do the same, we can be secure in the knowledge that we will be counted as healthy grain, ripe for the harvest that ultimately means eternal life in God's glorious presence. A life more bountiful than we could ever imagine. Amen.